Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. With that, I've started to go, yeah, but if I'm in my living room, I've got pizza and I've got the sweets <laughs> I want and I've got the perfect... A view, so I think I'm getting old and boring. But... <laughs> Hello, my name is Pip, and I would like to speak some lyrics into this microphone that's amplified so you can hear it. This piece of diction is the intro to distraction pieces. That's all the shit that flies around my head and keeps me sleepless. Such little food for food, my fucking brain feels anorexic. So many typos when I write, oh, I'll claim I'm dyslexic. I've got your poem here, I've put it in this envelope. I'm setting fire to it, hope you all can read the smoke Most people where I live don't know me, and I fucking like it Some people where I live don't like me, and I fucking know it I'm really speechless, but I speak less than you might imagine Sometimes I stutter and I sputter like the words are catching I'm known to write about the shit most people won't discuss Sometimes I'm using too intrusive with their words and such You see a mousetrap, I see free cheese and a fucking challenge But you stay quiet for fear of tipping the balance When it's horses for courses, my horses distorted I bought it for four quid, then forced it through horseshit We walk through these morbid, remorseless discourses Then discuss these disgusting new sources some background figure in a story that's already scripted And what I feel's just felt for you to hear me fucking spit I jump in many different heads through these words and poems Always hoping maybe the next leap will be my leap home Ziggy says if I keep writing this shit There's an 80% chance that Al can make it a pop here But Al's an alcoholic and I'm a fucking schizophrenic So I'll close my eyes on this whole fucking world and that will end it as Pip, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm all good. Uh, now, as is customary, when we know that we have guests with, with wonderful four-legged friends in their life, I have to ask how Finley is. Finley is amazing. Um, he he lives with my partner in Margate, so, so, uh, so I've not got to enjoy his, um, his positivity t- today yet, but later in the week, I'll be looking forward to it. And you know what? I kind of love the, the not... The, Whilst I enjoy spending all my time with Finley, I also, one of the best things in the world is if I've been away for a couple of days, walking in that front door and him absolutely going mental. So yeah, it's a good him. balance. He, he's a, he's a, and, and I heard you talking on a, on a podcast just this morning, actually, yeah. about how you started replicating his bum waggle when he sees you. And Completely. Th- we it's do hilarious. that, don't it's we? It's become I think. a thing. I get all excited and do a little sh- shaking <laughs> To, to to mirror his excitement, so yeah, we very much become and, our pets, and and yeah, and 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 weirdly, one of the things he'll always pay attention to if it's on TV is is wrestling. 
are a wrestling or ah. MMA. In, in general, a lot of stuff he ignores ignores the TV completely. When they're on, he'll just pop his head on my leg and just have a watch and just be, <laughs> be paying attention. So clearly a fan. Is Finley a wrestling reference in itself? It is. It yes. is. It's, it's, it's a funny one. I th- <laughs> so, so my partner had, had rescued Finley while I was away and we had to have an awkward conversation because the original name she chose for him starts with a hard G and I've got a stammer and I struggle with hard G. So I had Mm. to awkwardly say, I'm not sure if I can say our pet's name. Um, Can can we change it? Um, And I put Finley forward um, partly because I think he's built like Fit Finley. I think he's got, he's stocky. It's all there. He's all power. Um, And yeah, that, and, and, Finn Balor is also a a favourite, so it felt like a natural a natural fit. It's a double whammy. I, I was yeah. excited that it would be a wrestling reference. That's that's good <laughs> yeah. to know, and it's a good start. And I think that what's lovely is that people may have picked it up a little bit via your Twitter, but, but people who don't know are going to discover today that Scroobius Pip is is quite the wrestling fan, a huge wrestling fan. And you know what? I eased up talking about it in recent years just because wrestling Twitter can be absolute hell mm-hmm. um and i realized i enjoy it more if i'm not arguing with people about my opinions i've got my little whatsapp wrestling group chat <laughs> we can discuss things there we won't agree on everything but but, but it won't be vitriol and and constant negativities so yeah it is, it is deeply tribal, especially yeah. nowadays. Uh, but we're mm-hmm. not going to talk about uh, the stuff that gets on our nerves. We're going to talk about the stuff that, that makes us Perfect. light up as wrestling fans. Uh, we're Perfect. sending you, Pip, onto a desert island, metaphorically. Um, and in a, in a true way of ripping off Sue Lawley through the power of wrestling, uh, mm. you're going to get three wrestling matches to watch while you're stranded on the desert island. So what would you like your, your first match to be? We'll go through them as the show goes on, but what would you like your first match to be, Pip? So my first match is going to be a rest it's 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 for nostalgic value i'm aware that this wrestler isn't known as one of the great wrestlers but it's the ultimate warrior against bobby the brain heenan in a weasel suit match because i i had the warrior video and there was a load on there the rick rude pose off stuff was amazing but the weasel suit match was so perfect or i mean the him winning the belt against Honky Tonk Man was another one that just stuck with me forever in my mind. Honky Tonk saying, I said I'd fight anyone. I didn't say I'd fight the Ultimate Warrior. But <laughs> getting to watch Heenan do what Heenan does best is perfect in this Weasel Suit match. And when he gets put into the Weasel Suit, spoiler alert, obviously he loses. <laughs> and, and when he gets put into the Weasel Suit, he's unconscious and just his acting as he wakes up and realises he's in a weasel suit is just... It's everything I love about wrestling. It's the ridiculousness of it all. And Heenan was just an absolute master of going, this is completely absurd, yet I'm completely on board. I can suspend my disbelief to um, a clearly non-wrestler wearing a weasel suit and eventually ch- chasing his tail. It was it was it was Bobby Heenan at his absolute finest because yeah. he he 
understood he understands the assignment as the kids say because he yeah. the moment he realized he had that suit on i remember the first thing i think of is him doing that pratfall in the ring slipping over his own tail round yeah. and round and also the, what you learn about that match you, the more respect because he got injured in that very short burst with warrior he yeah. did himself an injury as, didn't he as many people did yes <laughs> from what I hear with in the very short burst with the warrior but yeah um, yeah i didn't know that yeah it was i think it was on the press slam heenan came down badly yeah. uh dropped a little bit too quick for his liking but uh, you know you wouldn't know he gutted through it um yeah. where would you have been how old would you have been when you saw this for the first time so i will have been i don't know i guess eight or nine maybe i know that was around the time of initially getting into wrestling through videos and then my aunt angela had sky we couldn't afford sky at, at the time and that was where the wrestling was as so she had recalled events for us as well and dropped them round so yeah we're looking at you know warrior hogan macho man era but also like the forgotten ones of people like i loved the model rick martell at the time and mr perfect was someone i've gone to appreciate more and more as years gone by the two jake the snake being involved in two of my favorite feuds his macho man one where he got bit with he bit macho got bit with the snake um i remember being genuinely emotional and his rick rude one where rick rude had jake's wife on his his trunks oh um, yes and pulls that down again just the stories there were just (laughs) ridiculous but yeah that whole era was my introduction was it your aunt angela that got you into wrestling then not at all it probably will have been my my brother maybe i've got an older brother but i think it was just school and whatnot at that time wrestling sticker books wrestling toys you know everything so it was kind of unavoidable and i yeah got massively into the toys went to the summer slam that was in the uk went to the uk rampage at the royal albert hall i think was the first one i went to i think it was at at the royal albert hall but yeah was just fully on board from the start so you were at SummerSlam in Wembley yeah, yeah. made made two or three huge signs <laughs> obviously we're then you know right at the back can barely say a thing no in fact I say huge signs I made roughly A4 signs whereas <laughs> everyone else has these huge things I had a um a Kamala rest in peace one uh for one of the events and just an ultimate warrior um face paint one um and yeah i loved it i remember being able to see legion of doom come down on on harley's with the gold shoulder pads and being hugely excited about that um that's amazing so when was that was do you remember when did you find out do you remember when you found out that you were going to that summer slam event um I, i i remember the excitement of going into school to tell people and not everyone in school was a wrestling fan. Um, a girl in my class, Anushka, had been... I think that this might have actually been when it was the UK Rampage because she, she'd gone to the first night and we were going to, like, the second or third and she'd come back with, like, Bret Hart... No, Hulk Hogan bandanas, Bret Hart sunglasses, all that kind of thing. So the excitement to go and get a big foam hand... And and all of that was amazing. And again, it's only as I'm more grown up looking back and going, man, particularly at SummerSlam, I said, 
we were effectively watching it on a big screen. So it's the same as being at home and watching it on TV because we were so far back. But yeah. Because that's always the argument about when people like a, a lot of times people say, "Would you ever go to WrestleMania?" And there's a there's a part of me that would go, "I would like to," but you know, selfishly, I'd like to be near the front. Mate, but- I've I've <laughs> I've I've had it in recent years with um, mixed martial arts. I'm a big a, a UFC fan and was championing it from early on. It's early on in the UK, so I get invited a lot and I get given really good seats and all that. And even with that, I've started to go, yeah, but if I'm in my living room, I've got pizza and I've got the sweets <laughs> I want and I've got the perfect view. So I think I'm getting old and boring. That <laughs> it's like, I've done the, oh, I love the atmosphere. It's amazing. But then I'm like, yeah, I also love being at home and yeah. That's a natural progression, isn't it? I'm just like, yeah, I've I've done that. Now I want to watch it. I want to watch it with somebody deciding the best angles for me to see. Yeah, and, and all yeah. of that jazz. Can you remember the last wrestling show that you went you went to? So, um, it, it, it will have been pro- progress events. I was going to. I got really into into to, into to progress uh, wrestling at the at the ballroom. I got invited along initially because. One of the wrestlers, Paul Robinson, was walking out to my music. So I was like, oh, this will be interesting. But thinking, this is going to be a bit of a joke. You know, it's it, it, it's not going to be that fun. And then I went about a year and a half without missing an event. Because after, after going once to kind of go, let's see what these amateur wrestlers are doing. And that was the, when I started was the beginning of the... Os- or, the beginning of the end, I guess, of the Osprey uh, Marty f- feud. So it was, you're watching all these amazing wrestlers at the absolute peak of their game with Haskins and everyone else. There's loads of names I'm not going to mention because they don't deserve mentioning because it's that's again that's another reason I've drifted off of speaking about it on socials because there was there's been some unforgivable st- st- stuff in recent years. But yeah, that that period of going to progress was amazing and then catching the nxt um shows at uh at the royal amber hall again in fact nxt uk tournament so, so they will have been my most recent attendances uh with wrestling itself you said like you've got a whatsapp group where you you, you can sort of uh ex- expunge your, your wrestling chat in there yeah. is there anybody that you've ever spoken to and wrestling slipped into the conversation and suddenly you realize oh they're a they're a sort of quieter wrestling fan as well has anybody that you've met surprised you as being a wrestling fan one of the people in my wrestling group so so i've got two i've it's only a three-person group. Mm. One of them is my mate Stu Turl, who I've known since my late teens, I think. And yeah, we both got back into wrestling around around the same time. And the other is is Russell Lissack from Block Party, who who DJed at my club night, and we kind of <laughs> we got talking about wrestling. And yeah, we've probably met three times, maybe. Yeah, we talk almost daily in the wrestling group chat we've got a really nice mix because he's really into AEW and I've drifted off of AEW a bit but Stu um is really into NWA that's and and a bit of main roster and NXT and I'm mainly still following NXT at the moment but yeah liking a bit of AEW so that's a good mix that we're not just all championing the same 
stuff there's a there's a range going on there what are your vibes on and all the changes that have gone through with nxt because it's following it for a while it's it's been a very sort of jump into a cold bath type transition isn't it you you know what i to be completely honest i mentioned this in the in the group chat recently the one that's hit me is regal being let go Mm. and i've kind of like normally i'll be up to date on the week's nxt within a couple of days we're recording this on a tuesday i've not watched last week's yet because before i'd watched it i heard the regal news and i've been enjoying nxt at 2.0 i've really i know a lot of people haven't but i've really felt it's cool to see a lot of people who i didn't just already know from the indies and things like that and we've kind of again me and my mates are quite positive on our wrestling chat which again is quite rare in the in the wrestling discourse these days but I think if we've got AEW for all your indie favourites and things like that, then I'm happy for NXT to change a bit and go in that direction. But, yeah, it has hit me now, and I'm sure I'll get one back round. But, yeah, at the moment, it's it's a jarring one to lose Regal because what I would call Regal-era NXT is my favorite era in in wrestling you know i loved warrior hogan days i loved the attitude era but from around kevin owens and, and, and Sami Zayn joining nxt to probably about a year ago that for me has been the best era in wrestling there's nothing i've enjoyed more the quality of the storylines the wrestling the amount i've been excited about every takeover every weekly show that that's been it for me so yeah it's a weird time isn't it yeah and it's it's heartbreaking as well and it's you have to separate yourself emotionally from it because they're mm-hmm. they're a business that's clearly in in, in flux and going through some changes and uh, but regal you thought was just going to be always there yeah in some capacity and now he's just not and it drives you wild because this is a guy that has was was such a part of the industry for like he was part of WWE for 21 years mm. like he was there through the attitude era ruthless aggression through every sort of mcmahon version of the company for for 20 odd years and and he's one of those guys that arcs back to sort of the classic tile and wrestling to the, the world of sport era as well he mm. goes all the way back there yeah. uh something that you got to have some fun with because you were terry and walked like a panther Yes. And that was that was so perfect as a, and, as a wrestling fan. That was so perfect. And Regal helped out on that. Regal advised at points on 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 that. So yeah, that was great fun. I'd I'd worked with St- Stephen G- G- Graham on Taboo, and he and we'd really hit it off. And he hit me up saying, "I'm doing this film. It's about wrestling." And I was like, uh-huh. "Because again, I don't fit it, as as you'll know." Wrestling isn't always something that you'll tell people on first meeting that you're a wrestling fan. It can it's, be, it can be a dark secret. I find it weird to explain to like friends I haven't seen in a while what I'm doing now, yeah. and a lot of them think, "Oh, oh, he talks about wrestling on YouTube. He's clearly having a midlife crisis." Yeah, is everything okay? <laughs> is everything okay at home? <laughs> yeah, it, get it, that. exactly that. So as soon as it came up, I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm w- well in for this." So yeah, that was amazing. And to be part of again, I had to hold back on the wrestling nerd in me to kind of as I'm going as I'm I'm looking at other scenes being filmed. I think, well, technically, what you want to do is, <laughs> is at the end of the day, it's a film. It's okay. It's not it's it's not an episode of of 
of of dynamite or or, <laughs> yeah. or NXT. It's it's fine. So yeah, that was amazing to be part of and to and to, and to mess about with. So did you get to interact much with Regal during what like a Panther? not not on that? No, he advised separately with Dan Kadan, who was right. the director. But I met Regal backstage at a progress show and we've kind of we've we've kept in touch ever ever since we'll occasionally have some dms or some nice tweets back and forth so yeah i couldn't have more respect for the man have you spoke to him about maybe doing distraction pieces i feel like that'd be a wonderful conversation i'd love to have him on at some point you know originally i wasn't gonna have him on because tuesday night jaw was a wrestling podcast on on my network and there was a period where I went right now that exists. Any wrestlers, I'll point them in the in the direction of Tuesday Night Jaw rather than distraction pieces. But that kind of wrapped up in in you know as as shortly after the speaking out the the stuff happened because it felt like a really hard time to be positive and happy about a, a, a wrestling, you know. Obviously, as the man behind Distraction Pieces, um, are there other wrestling podcasts and stuff that you you've fallen in love with? There's there's uh, there's a podcast a, a podcast I can't sp- sp- speak now. I'm 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 meant to be a professional broadcaster. Um, <laughs> there's a podcast called Hardest Part of the Ring that um, I'm a huge fan of, and it's kind of like the way I liken it is it's 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 like the football ramble, but for wrestling. It's just four mates who are into wrestling, and now review the shows or do a wrestling quiz they do three or four wrestling quizzes a year they've started to do a thing called the undertaking where they've started at the beginning of the undertaker's career and each episode they'll watch two or three of his pay-per-view appearances and review them and give him ratings and all that and so obviously that's going to be going on a long time because dude has had a hell of a run but yeah it's a really good wrestling podcast and it's the one I go to constantly at the moment. As I said, I'll dip into a, a, a something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. I'll dip into Jericho. I'll dip into JR every now and then. There's a load I'll dip into, but hardest part of the ring is the one that every time there's an episode, I think it's every two weeks now, every time there's an episode, I'll be, I'll be devouring it. Have they had you on there yet? I went on, they did a live one at um, the London Podcast Festival and, and, and they did a live quiz and the teams were, I think, me and and Get Cape, Where Cape Fly. Um, Ginny was on there, Eddie Dennis was on there and there was a f- f- fifth person that I've forgotten now which is going to be incredibly f- offensive f- because it's probably someone I know well or, or I'm friends with. But um, yeah, me and Sam won the quiz. I've I've got the trophy in my studio. It's a trophy with wrestling figures all painted gold climbing out of it. So it's oh. a it's a beautiful thing. But yeah, to go back to that, I'd love to have Regal on it at some point, and I'm definitely going to have to to reach out soon. I reached out when I saw the news just to say thank you to him, and he he seemed to appreciate that. But yeah, maybe when the dust settles, I'll uh, I'll get him on and we can have a good old a good old chat. Off the top of your head, favorite William Regal moment in the WWE? Oh, there's so many. So I mean, many in there. <laughs> just this, 
so, so, so many simply in the NXT era, just like him and Cesaro putting on that amazing match, which I went b- back to watch because that was a period where, where I wasn't particularly watching it. Um, just him saying war games is one of my most used gifs um that i've have saved in my phone uh but there's yeah there's so much he's just such a all his 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 era with tajiri was just comedy gold but then it's it's similar to a lot of these guys that you can then forget that you then go back and watch an old match and he's technically top of the the food chain kind of thing so yeah yeah, he's so good. He's got it well, all, that guy. I, I cross all things that we that we hear you two chatting at some point. That'd yeah. be lovely. That'd be I'd lovely. Love to, yeah. Uh, your second match then, Pip. So we had uh, Over Warrior Bobby Heenan, Weasel Suits all the way down. What would you like yep. your second one to be, sir? Well, my second match, I've come in ready to have an argument about because because my a, a second match is the Royal Rumble 2020. Okay. I, I, I love a Royal Rumble um, because... If there's anything I like as much as wrestling, it's counting. And Royal Rumbles are just a joy for counting. Um, But the argument I've come to have is that the women's Rumble and the men's Rumble are two halves of the same match. It's it's essentially one match because it's called the Royal Rumble. It's not called the Royal Rumbles. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas Survivor Series or Night of Champions, there's multiple champions. This is a Royal Rumble. And it's simply because that year... I just felt they nailed both rumbles. The the women's rumble they nailed in a tr- traditional way. Just everyone had a storyline. There were so many NXT stars coming up. Um, I was rewatching uh, uh, last night, and my notes just went through the roof. A Bianca Belair sh- uh, 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 being sh- shown off properly on the big stage for kind of the first time. M- Mandy Rose l- landing on Otis. Oh, when she was meant to be eliminated and just some gold there. Shayna Baszler looking amazing. A Tony Storm on the big stage. Um, Naomi kind of playing the Kofi Kingston role of 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 what hijinks is she going to do to stop herself from being, from, from being eliminated. So, yeah, I loved that as just a, a traditional rumble. It didn't have some of the often boring long waits where it feels like everyone in there is just kind of holding and waiting for someone else to come in but the men's rumble did something i've never seen before it was it was the year that that brock put put himself in at number one and just eliminated everyone Mm. one by one and you had genuinely furious crowd reaction because they're essentially it's the main event and they're just watching a man stand in the ring for 45 seconds eliminate someone for 15 and stand in the ring again for 45 seconds but it was amazing um and i think brock as weird as it sounds is massively underrated because he's amazing obviously at being the destroyer big tough brock but that means that when he sells, it really hits you. And he sells amazingly. And in this, he's doing his thing. He's eliminating everyone one at a time. Barely anyone getting a look in. And then Kofi comes out and manages to survive and Ray and Big E. 
and then when they do their thing of Big E doing no oh no of Kofi doing his finisher, then Big E doing his, then Ray doing the six one nine, and Brock's selling like crazy. It's amazing, and then he eliminates everyone again, and it builds up, and it all just means that when like again just more things like him dancing to uh, to MVP's theme tune as he comes out. Keith, again, another gif that we use a lot in the wrestling gr- group chat is when Keith Lee comes out and Brock looks and goes, oh, big boy. Big boy. Um, and just that, him mouthing big boy is just when, again, as I said, because we uh, uh, we don't all watch the same thing. Um, R- Russell had mentioned Powerhouse Hobbs uh, recently and Stu was like, oh, who's that? And he, he sent a picture and the gif just came in of Brock going... <laughs> Oh, big boy. Because <laughs> it's perfect. Um, yeah, but then it means that when Drew claymores him out, the reaction is absolutely insane because you've, so b- you've b- 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 built this undefeatable thing. And again, on Brock's selling, one of the worst things of Rumbles in general is the big guys being eliminated because they often have to clamber over or it looks so forced. Drew hits that claymore and Brock launches himself out of the ring. He does it so well and so convincingly and, yeah, sells like crazy. And it it made Drew, essentially. Um, And I think there's also a nostalgia element in that it was probably one of the last events pre- pandemic yeah we had that so, we had elimination chamber and then it was uh the, yeah. the performance center mania straight after yeah, that exactly so yeah that that was just amazing for me and drew then yeah are looking great again drew had added in that in the build up to that drew had added a favorite thing of mine again counting to his claymore of just doing a three two one that works it's gold so so yeah, if I have to pick only one of them, I think I'd go for the men's just because of the the gif ability. The, the women's I love because it was also that one year where you were getting loads of NXT stuff at Survivor Series and at and at the Rumble. There was a, a a load of NXT stars, and that was and they were being allowed to be booked strong. It wasn't as if they were just coming up and getting squashed and sent back. In the women's one. Bianca and, Sh- and Shayna probably looked as good as anyone in there. Um, and then, yeah, in the men's, it was all about a rumble of two halves. It was Brock up until literally the 15th person. And then you had a really well-paced-out kind of regular rumble. A bit of a recovery from what you had been watching. What's great is the fact that you've you've described how brilliant the men's rumble was without even mentioning that that was the night that Edge returned. I was going to say, Edge returning as well. The court is all off guard. And it was genuinely just the most heartwarming moment the moment his music hit i think that was the loud i think this it was it's a tie between either drew eliminating brock and yeah. edge's return for like the loudest reaction of the night i think i think it's got to be edge's a return though because the drew eliminating brock had already got them up to a level so then they thought oh the big thing has happened and then edge comes out he looked as sh- shocked as anyone and it was a genuine sh- shock this so many of these things that you're expecting it but the rumble i normally watch around my mate stews and we were just there like his music hit we're like what <laughs> is this going to be like a swerve or something is this going to be rollins tr- 
a a troll in the crowd or something and then he walks out and you're like oh my god and the moment with him and randy in obviously it went on to big storylines but the genuine moment of them two in the in the ring together just kind of looking each other up and down again man how mad's this like it's clearly no act in there just generally going here we are. What a bunch of here we are. Great bunch of lads here again. Yeah. But but you know how when they say like when you when you break up with somebody like you hear song lyrics and they mean a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, watching Edge walk out and he's I the bit that sticks there in my mind palace is the bit where he stood there, he stopped, he 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 spread his legs apart, he's about to throw his fist in the air, and then the song Metal Leagues by Alter Bridge hits another chance to chase a dream, and you go oh. Oh, that's got me there because yeah, that's that's what we're seeing. That's what yeah. we're seeing. Like, oh man, it's it's a brilliant moment. Men's Rumble from 2020 is, and, and it's and as you say, it's the last one. And also because they had the Women's Rumble, which was as you say more traditional, you could experiment a bit more with the Men's Rumble. That's the kind yeah. of beauty now of having two Rumbles is that you can do something that's a little bit braver with one of them, like have and, Brock Lesnar mow out 15 people. Yeah, and how rare is it that this far into any of the kind of set kinds of matches that you get something truly new like again that had never happened it was just and then it went on and on and on and then yeah you then get the again the crowd kind of booing towards the end as it looks like it's going to be the predictable Roman Reigns win um, and then Drew mm. kind of su- surprising everyone as well because again it's these things with hindsight it all doesn't seem that that surprising but Drew was having a build at that point, but but I don't know that that many people expected him to win the Rumble and and headline Mania. So yeah, it's great it's ama- stuff. It's amazing. It's amazing. People are going to be watching today, and they they may they they may be familiar with uh, the the music that you've done. I know you said you you're done with music now. You've yeah. you've sort of parked that back in two thousand nineteen. But you know the the song "Thou Shall Always Kill" is one that that launched you in that world and yeah um i have to say thank you i don't know if you were watching i used to work at hmv in worcester in a previous life and oh, right. uh, i used to work with with a wonderful guy called carl halford and at the end of a shift on a saturday uh he would put angles on amazing so we would have that whilst we were stacking ready for the next day we couldn't play it during the day because it's sometimes a bit sweary and we yep, might get told yep. off but i owe it to carl because he got he he, he very much got me into Dallas that versus Grooviest Pip and that whole album. You, you see, the, 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 that uh, that means a lot because of my of my years working in HMVs. I worked at HMV Lakeside for years and then then went on to be a team leader at HMV Beckton. Nice. Um, and yeah, it it was always about that excitement of now we're putting the shutters down and we can can put the music we want on for a bit. So the fact that one of my records was that. Was that cho- choice somewhere? Is is lovely. He's gonna he's gonna find this very surreal that that you and I are talking about. I love it. it. When I tell him I later, I'm very excited. Um, when did you realise though that that thou shalt always always kill was becoming a thing? Because it doesn't sort of go with what a lot of music was doing at that point. It, you know, yeah. it's it's not one that people would quote unquote market, but it was it was catching fire. When did you realise that it was becoming a thing? I think that the. the the realizing moment was when we were doing the Camden Crawl because again it was weird. It was all it blew up on Facebook or sorry on MySpace, MySpace. And, and not even on Facebook. Um, it blew up on MySpace and as I said started to get like 
XFM airplay from John Kennedy and then Radio 1 from Rob DeBank and Zane Lowe and Joe Wiley and all of these. But still all of that, it happens so, uh, so quick and it can feel kind of almost like a dream. Whereas we did the Camden Crawl and we'd done our sound check and whatnot and we were in the dressing room and we looked out and there was a queue around the corner to get into our gig because the Camden Crawl is just a wristband thing. You don't have tickets for a specific show you turn up and you try and get in. And that was one where we went, oh man, we've got... And, and Thou Shalt like, was the first song me and Dan wrote together, probably at that point of the Camden Crawl. We'd probably done t- t- 10 gigs, I'd imagine. I could be imagining it wrong, but we gigged our asses off from then on and we did over a 1,000 in the end. But yeah, that was the kind of moment of, all right, I think this might be like a job now kind of thing because because <laughs> that was it now. again to, to go back to hmv i quit hmv and decided to try doing music for a year and if it didn't work out i'd go back to hmv because i loved it working there i thought it was a great place to work i met some of my best mates there um and almost a year to the day of quitting the, the, the thou shout came out and got in the top 40 and i kind of went all right i don't i don't have to go back for now <laughs> Although almost every year, Stu Turl, who's in my wrestling group chat, who's, who, who still works in HMV, um, will discuss if I want to come back and be a Christmas temp, just because uh, the fun of it, I miss it. <laughs> Would you do it just for a bit of laugh one year? Just go, ah, you know what? I was tempted Dip in. this year, man. I was tempted this year. I've said to him before, it's my one dream that I've repeat, like recurring dream that I've had ever since I left HMV that I'm 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 back there working as a temp, and it's awkward because I've got managerial experience, you know. <laughs> um, but things have changed a lot since then, so it's kind of I'm there as the the ultimate Christmas temps. So yeah, one day, one day I'll return. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When did you decide that? Obviously, 2019, you announced it, but when was the, the process when you started thinking, I, I want to transition away from music now? You know, it was a... A, a, a similar thing i think our last album had come out in 2017 or, or, or 16 and we toured and i'd said right this is going to be our last tour like it was all announced as our last tour and our last the dates because at the very least i wanted to pause because you get into that process and that flow of album tour festival season album tour festival seasons i want to make sure i'm doing this because i want to be doing it at that point i'd loved every gig i'd ever done but i could feel it was getting close to becoming a job and i was like i don't want that i want to keep enjoying it um and yeah i decided to pause to give really similar to to how i got into into music i thought i'll give it a year and i want to focus on acting for a year and try and get into acting and i got a role almost immediately in a guy ritchie film um and i ended up edited out of it <laughs> but it was an amazing <laughs> no. experience and and the impression i made on that s- s- set got me a role in a tv show by kurt sutter who did sons of anarchy and the shield and all sorts of stuff and it all continued from there and the big realization was probably around t- 2019 the big realization was that i don't m- miss it at all like I adore, I'm working on my own scripts and stuff as well. I adore be, be, be being involved in film and TV and this industry. So yeah, it was kind of a keep putting it off. For a year or two, I'd have people hit me up about gigs or whatever, and I'd say it's unlikely, but it 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 wasn't a I'm not coming back. It was a at the moment my last ever gig was at best of all in front of a crowd who knew it was our last gig. So there's like 10,000 people there all singing along. My parents were there. Rob the Bank introduced us. It was like, it was the perfect gig. So it's like, at the moment, that's my last ever gig. That's beautiful. Like, not many people get to have a kind of curated ending to any part of their their career. So, yeah. Whatever comes next, if there if there would be another next, yeah. it's gotta it's gotta beat that. It's gotta be better yeah. than Rob the Bank introducing you at a festival surrounded by friends and loved ones. Like. Yeah, exactly. It's not an easy one. So yeah, that kind of it it feels like that was the perfect send off. So it's kind of even harder to go back. And then I said, just fell completely in love with this acting industry and the excitement of with acting you kind of realize that every gig particularly as i didn't go to drama school or whatever so every gig or every audition or every class i do i'm learning more and getting better and in theory that should be exponential like you you can be a 60 year old man and be acting and doing amazing roles and it shouldn't deteriorate whereas 
rapping, I wasn't mad on the idea of being a 50-year-old rapper or a 60-year-old rapper or, or whatever else, whereas acting is the first thing genuinely I've ever done in my life that I look forward to five years' time, 10 years' time, 15 years' time. Every other job you're kind of so focused on let's do what we can for now and then you know who knows what's around the corner as such before we get on to the acting thing i have one question from uh jack the jobber who i work with uh he says i have a question for pip i saw him one year i'm going to read verbatim i saw him one year at secret garden party but i was so drunk in the crowd it seemed like there was a proposal on stage midway through his set and something went wrong honestly i was so gone i can't remember it's not really a question but he's asking to clarify (laughs) (laughs) i I love it well (laughs) nothing went wrong it was a a setup a mistake as such so um my guitarist at the time was gonna propose to his missus who was a good friend of mine as well so i kind of pretended i had a mic problem and he kind of came to the front to switch mics and then used his mic to call amy on stage and and propose but yeah it was uh, again you can tell i already had a a, a a tendency for the dramatic the fact that we i said right here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna pretend and literally i started going i'm gonna pretend the mic is cutting out and then we'll do a switch and you'll come and do this and then yeah it was a work into a shoot yeah it was it was it was a work into a shoot a hundred percent um you you had a great support when you wanted to break into the acting world because you had tom hardy in your corner and not many people get to say that tom hardy mate it's got your back it was a weird one right so i did these first two acting gigs and then i got an audition for taboo and i didn't really know tom hardy then i'd had a couple of emails with him and, and we had some mutual friends and one of those friends was um one of my favourite people in the world and one of my favourite writers and producers and now about to become a director, Kelly Marcel. And I mentioned to her, oh, I've got an audition for Tom's show. And she she was like, have you mentioned it to him? I'm like, nah, because I don't want to take the piss and be, oh, put me in your show. And then when I got got the role, I emailed him to say, oh, yeah, we're going to be working (laughs) together. Um and then on set, we just became incredibly close. Him and St- Dave and Graham just took me under their wings so much. Um, and a guy called Rob Parker, who was also kind of t- t- taken under their wing with me. And yeah, it's all been amazing from then. Obviously, I worked with Tom again on Venom. But that was another one where I didn't want to ask or push anything. He was chatting to me a lot about Venom because Venom's my favourite comic of all time. So... On the first film, we talked a lot about the process of it. And then on the second one, we were talking a lot. And then he said, oh, we should find you a role in this, shouldn't we? And again, at that point, I'd done three or four things since Taboo. I, You know, I felt I'm an actor now. I'm not just kind of here off, off, off favours. I'm, 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 put, I'm putting the work in. And yeah, I got to be in, in Venom as well. And yes... It's good people to have take a shine to you, right? And Tom has said, Tom and Steve, you have both put in words for me in places and given me adv- advice. My acting uh, 
teacher was re- recommended to turn me by Tom. I hit hit Tom up saying, "Look, I'm I'm getting roles. I'm 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 doing well, but I don't want to rest on my laurels. I've never done any drama school stuff. I'm constantly being told you're 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 getting the roles because of a rawness and because of a natural thing and not being a drama school kid. But equally, I want to develop and get better, and I don't want to just go. Yeah, I'll just turn up and do it." I just turn up and act. Uh, so yeah, I hit Tom up and asked about an acting a, a teacher, and he recommended um, a James Kemp, who's yeah, it's all good fun, man. So how are you? What are some of the things that you've learned uh, in the last year about the acting world that surprised you? You know what? This is a weird one. Um, um, I realised halfway through this acting class, I said, this guy, James Kemp, is absolutely amazing. Um, Taught Tom Hardy, um, Michael Fassbender, all sorts of people. And I found out someone else who he taught. And it was one of my favourite British independent wrestlers, Spike Trevay. No way. And he'd been trained... by James Kemp and instantly I was like well obviously because his character work is is pretty much everything like he's he's obviously he's got great in-ring but it's all about the genuine hate he can draw from the crowd and the anger and yeah that, that kind of blew me away that it's all it's all this all this all the same world man it's all the same world uh, you've hinted on Twitter that this is going to be a big year and you're pushing yourself into into this year. Can you give us any any hints, anything that's coming up that you're super excited about that you can't tell about? I can tell you about it all because the only things I have confirmed are my own projects. And it's been a weird one. I, I spent a, lo- a lot of tw- 2020 and 2021 working on scripts and then pitching them out to people and getting really good feedback, but it not going anywhere and this year I just realized all my music videos I made myself and I got off the ground myself so already this year we're on the 11th at the moment I've sh- I've shot one short and I'm halfway through editing it um and then yeah I've got a few features that I'm confident at least one of them I can get 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 up and running, and then there's always loads of other things. You know, there is, yeah, there's always loads of big projects I'm up for or in the running for. But yeah, the exciting thing this year is taking things into my own hands a bit and going, fuck it. You know, I I want to be involved in huge Sony and Marvel things. I like Venom, but also I'll make my own stuff as well. You know, in these gaps, I'm not just going to sit around waiting for a phone call. I'm going to uh, jump into it. So, yeah, that's all feels incredibly exciting at the moment. It might be a beginning of the year hype. I may get to February and go, all of this is unrealistic. <laughs> get get back in your box, Pip. <laughs> but at the moment, yeah, I'm excited about writing, directing, acting, producing, editing everything and kind of going right let's just let's take it all on and see what lands because this is what's exciting now and when i speak to people who want to get into sort of the media and, and broadcasting and stuff is that you know go back to when you were on myspace and it was a very limited version of that but kind of you're the master of your own destiny now 100 percent. and if it was the first iteration something. of that right yeah. you know I, I really feel if i was doing my stuff even five years earlier 
it wouldn't have happened because YouTube and MySpace, that's how Thou Shout took off. As you said, it's not something that labels were looking for, that radio were looking for, anything. It didn't have a chorus. No. <laughs> it wasn't even verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It was its, its own thing. And that could only have happened because of the DIY element. So, yeah. It's an exciting time for it. Uh, we've got to finish on your final match. So, yes. uh, back to the wrestling. Uh, we've got Ultimate Warrior Bobby Heenan in there. We've got the Men's Rumble from 2020. What would you like your third and final match to be? A Scroobius Pip. Well, um, I want to firstly check that we're going to have time at the end for some honourable mentions because this was hard well, to knuckle what, down. Why do you do, let's do honourable mentions now and then we'll do your final match. Well, so give us the honourable mentions. Da, 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 da. The, the, the first honourable mention is because it was tied w- with the winner um, and it's it, it's Ilya Dragunov v, v- Volta uh, um, oh, at TakeOver 36. Nice. Um, Ilya is one that, again... Oh, no, actually, I was going to say I loved Through the Indies. When he came to to progress for the Wembley thing, I was like, I don't know who this guy is, and he impressed me then, but it's been his work on NXT UK that I think has been absolutely amazing and in in progress and and other places. And Volta is obviously Volta, so, yeah. I just think Ilya draws you in like no one else like you, sp- you speak of someone uh, uh, like spike or another person i'll mention in a, a moment as uh, uh, zach gibson you you give them a minute on the mic and they'll draw you in but Ilya, you open that curtain and he'll draw you in this this second he appears and his intensity um yeah is amazing but then yeah so other honorable mentions I wanted to get some t- tag team honourable mentions in because I think w- 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 when tag team wrestling is done well, it's next l- l- a level. So I've got, I've got four. I know this is just taking it far too Go long. Go for it. Take so all I've, the time you need, sir. So a recent one, MSK, Grizzle Young Vets and Legado Del Fantasma at Stand and Deliver Night One. I think... As you say, wrestlers who know their who, who who get the assignment, like all three of those teams knew exactly what they had to do in that, and it was played out to perfection. And I think if you're not paying attention to all the nuances, it could just be, oh, that was a cool triple threat. But as a tag match, it was just perfect. Um, and yeah, I think it's where the grizzled young vets maybe get overlooked slightly, because particularly from the indies... You're so just known for Zach Gibson on the mic, just getting everyone furious and it being flawless. But the way they work together, and I definitely think as well, I think they are an equal team now. I think there was a point early on where would you you would argue that Zach is the experienced one and, and James is, is learning as he goes. But I think they're completely on a par with their roles within the team. Um, and the other... Tr- a, tri- a triple threat I've got in there again surprising t- 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 uh, to mention them because it's they're, uh, they're not exactly an iconic in-ring workers but Authors of Pain v, v- did DIY v- the Revival 
um, at TakeOver Orlando. I was thinking about that match this morning. That's really weird. It was amazing, right? Because, again, it's when they offer something unique. Yeah, they shared, Sean Ross Sapp, Sean Ross Sapp said a, shared a photo of Authors of Pain, like labelled what could have been. And I remember that match and yeah. it was phenomenal. It was these two teams that hate each other trying to shut down the Authors of Pain so they could batter each other. But then yeah. every time they sort of started getting their shit together, these two like moons would eclipse the sun and just destroy them again. It's, <laughs> it's one amazing. Of, it's one of the things I like in wrestling is when you get people who add something different. Because again, there's no doubt that the Revival and DIY can put on an amazing wrestling match on their own, but but you add something like those two behemoths who they can climb up, jump off of, and do all sorts of cr- crazy stuff, and it just adds a, a different element, and yeah, a real excitement. So yeah, I, I love that match. But then the, 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 the other two are Trent and Tyler as Moustache Mountain against... Carl and Bobby on on NXT like that that first time they had the match on on an episode of NXT and and Tyler no Trent th- threw in the towel or was it Tyler th- threw in the towel because Trent was being beaten up um, and that th- then built to the Royal Albert Hall where Tyler and Trent won the NXT Tag Championships and no one expected it. And the roof just went off. Like you speak of the Edge pop and the Drew eliminating Brock pop. I'd put that up there with any. Because you expected at that point. Because it was the final of the UK tournament. And the kind of announcement of of NXT UK being a thing. The tag matches on there. You kind of expected that to just be fodder. So it's, it's Undisputed Era are killing it. They've got all the belts. So to have Trent and Tyler win the belts. Just yeah amazing it's a great shout that is that's a heck of a match <clears throat> like that so, a lot. so that's all my honourable m- mentions I know I've gone a- a- around the houses on this but my final choice so I went for all my warrior f- 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 for nostalgia I went for the men's rumble because I love counting and <laughs> it fills a lot of time a rumble fills a lot of time <laughs> um, so for this final one I just had to go for pure excellence and it's Pete Dunne v Tyler Bate um, at NXT Chicago or oh, NXT ta- no. Takeover Chicago, and it was amazing. Like having watched both of those guys on the Indies, I was there for I think it was Tyler's debut in progress at the Ballroom, and Pete just becoming the bruiserweight and absolutely ex- ex- excelling. To see them, to know they were on that takeover was exciting. And then to see them win the whole wrestling community over in that room and on the internet in that one interaction was just amazing. And again, it's that beautiful thing of everyone who was already a fan of them from the Indies knew how good they were. And it's that, so it wasn't a surprise as such, but seeing how quickly. Um, the, all the chants got got going. The UK chants started going, and all that kind of thing. It was yeah. That was the match. bit because we we watched that in the UK as as you know you and I and everybody did, knowing how good they were mm-hmm. and a little bit trepidatious because you know it's a Chicago crowd and you know they normally a passionate wrestling fandom, but you know that 
they're brilliant and you want them to be seen, but and, to have and, match the and, night and they're, like they and they're small for NXT, you know. I know yeah. NXT was all, was always the smaller thing, but still, Trent or Tyler, sorry, is 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 a small lad, um, and Pete isn't a lot bigger, and yeah. But they just had that crowd in the palm of their hands from early on as well. And then it was a build and a build and a build. Yeah. Really nice touch was having Jim Ross on commentary as well. Yeah. Yeah. It made it feel so important, didn't it? They couldn't really have done did. any more to put them on a on a pedestal, really, could they? Completely agree, yeah. And that's kind of what I miss now from what you know from the NXT that we no longer have is like those those guys who are so seasoned on the independent circuit, and you just sort of that feeling of burst with bursting with pride when you go. I watched them in town halls up and down. You know, Pete Dunne, who used to do you know, the art centre in Shrewsbury. There he is in Chicago. Like there's yeah. that burst of pride from somebody that, you know, one of your own. And I miss that from NXT, from guys who have been seasoned on the indies and suddenly you go, and there they are when, with the lights on bright. It's great. And yeah. stealing, stealing the show as well. It's really, really cool. Good shout on the final match. And that was some tough competition that it beat out. Yeah, it's, it's a weird <laughs> one because I think with the tag team thing, I think in general... I've I've never been that much of a tag team guy. Obviously, I loved Legion of Doom and I loved the Rockers and, and the, the, the stuff like that. But tag team wrestling can fall into the habit of becoming very formulaic and you know, here's the spots, here's what's going to happen. But that just means that when it's done well, it's just next level, right? Mm. So, yeah, a lot of good ones in there and... Um, I almost feel bad having an Ultimate Warrior match in there over so many amazing, real technical matches, but <laughs> you've got to have that nostalgia. And and Heenan makes it's why it had to be the Heenan one because it's like, come on, that's yeah. that's worthy. Uh, we want to send people to go and see the stuff that you're doing. I can't shout about distraction pieces enough. Uh, it's uh, it's much. I can I can tell that it's a it's it's a project which brings you a lot of deep joy as well. Yeah, and with <clears throat> distraction pieces, two have had people like. Jericho on I had Will Ospreay on before he was Will Ospreay almost um and so many cool unusual people in that way as I say I get to nerd out and talk to my my heroes but yeah also everyone from acting comedy music I've had scientists on there all sorts of people so yeah it's good fun to do and that's out every week on all your uh, all your regular podcast platforms and would you like to point anybody in any other places before I we mean, let you go Instagram and Twitter um, I'm pretty sure that s- a social media is gonna bring forth the demise of our society <laughs> you said but yours is going soon enough while we're there yeah um, I mean while we're on on, on YouTube in fact um, I spoke about st- starting to make my own short films and the plan of producing my own stuff part of my plan is to turn my youtube channel into now the platform for short films and things like that because you know i've built up an audience there with music videos and i've stopped making music so all these poor people have followed me and aren't getting any any content now so yeah keep an eye on 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 my youtube as well as i might be reigniting that in the in in the not too distant future honestly i've been a big fan of what you do for ages so you know it's a, 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 a 
a cheeky mark out moment for myself to get to talk to you so thank you well, very much. i appreciate that man and it's, as as you can tell it's always exciting to talk about wrestling because yeah that's kind it. of as kind of as we were saying it is that weird thing of um you're not going to br- bring it up with everyone like again on set is a perfect example it's unlikely i'm going to be on set with tom hardy and stephen graham and go <laughs> you're watching you, you're watching the rumble next week or <laughs> But what, how much would, how excited would you be if you turned around and went, yeah, I am actually. Yeah, I'd be buzzing. It'd be brilliant, it'd be but, amazing. But yeah, it's a rarer one. So yeah, always a pleasure. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>